me just a few more minutes, please. Are you in a great big rush today? You, uh, you got dressed and combed your hair and everything and came out. You, you might as well get the, uh, get the full thing. Um, in, in this uh, verse that the uh, children just quoted, let's look at Isaiah. They'll put it on the screen for us. You don't have to turn if you don't have a Bible, but they'll put it up there. Isaiah 9 and 6. 9 and 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. This is talking about Jesus. And his name, talking about Jesus, shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. No end. Of every government that has existed and will exist, every kingdom, every empire, will come to an end. Many of them in history already have. Uh, I mean, there are there have been kingdoms in the past that existed for three and four and five and six and more times longer than we've been around. I'm talking about you know 800 years, thousand years, two thousand years, and now you can't find them. They have come, they have gone, and there will come a time when all the kingdoms that exist today no longer exist. But the kingdom of God will endure. Hallelujah. And there will come a time where even outwardly it prevails above all and of it there will be no end. Now in in verse 6, notice this, it said, they'll, they'll put it on the screen for us, two things, not one, two, unto us a child is born Unto us a son is given. The Son of God was not born in Bethlehem. The child was. The body was. The Son existed before. Come on, can you see what we're talking about here? The the Son existed before, before the earth was. The Son existed. He is called the Word, and by the Word, everything that is made was made. But the child was born. The body was born. But the Son was what? Given. Given. Everybody say, the Son son is is given. The Son is given. In John, the third chapter, very familiar passage of Scripture to... A lot of churchgoers. John 3 and 16. Anybody know it? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son. Again, a son is given. God so loved the world that he gave... His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have ever, 
lasting life. Now, this is a familiar verse to many churchgoers, but don't let it be so familiar that you don't look to see new things you haven't understood before. Just because it's familiar doesn't mean you understand it or that its truth is changing your life. Uh, the Lord spoke to my heart some years ago this, this expression, the, gra- the greatest expression of love is giving. Now, when I heard that, I thought, is that right? Because that's a big phrase. The greatest expression of love is giving. And while I was pondering it, the Lord brought to my remembrance this verse. Real strong. For God so loved the world that he, he gave. The greatest expression of love is giving. And the greatest uh, expression of the greatest love is the giving of the greatest gift. God has given us his son, and in his son, the son didn't begin at Bethlehem, the the body was born that was the sacrifice, the baby was born, but the son, in the son, is the eternal life. In him is the life. And the most important uh, question and the most important issue that every human being on the planet will hear and decide is who is this? This Jesus. Is he real? Is he the gift of eternal life? Now, if if you believed that eternal life exists... That should be on the highest priority of your life to find out about it and how to obtain it, not just for you, but for all your loved ones. Because you know you don't have long on this earth. Millions of people believe this is all there is, this life, and that when you die, that's it, the end, darkness nothingness. And so they don't believe eternal life exists. And that's what, you know, our children will portray in the spring to us. The Lord tarries is coming. They'll show us the resurrection uh, portrayal. And uh, what that reveals and confirms is that God has eternal life and the power over death and for life beyond death Life that doesn't end. This is not a fairy tale. This is real. There is eternal life. Never dying. Never, you know, past this life, having received eternal life, never aging again. No longer subject to weaknesses. Or disease, or frailty, or being incapacitated. Does this sound good, people? To yes. Eternal life. Life without end. Not just existence without end. Life. Life as God has it. 
The word is zoe in the Greek. Zoe. Life as God has it. Hallelujah. Keep reading here in John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So are human beings in danger of perishing? Huh? To perish means to be destroyed completely. To be lost is another way it's translated. Are human beings, do they need salvation? Are they in danger of, of, of being lost, being destroyed? Will everybody be saved? It says those that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Keep reading. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Read the next verse. He that believes is not condemned. He that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Condemnation uh, is connected to judgment. So if you, if you believe the Bible, not everybody's going to be saved. And if you believe the Bible, there's no salvation except in the one. The one the children are portraying. The child that was born, the son that was given. In him is eternal life. Do you want to live forever? Do you want your children and grandchildren and their children to be able to live forever and not perish at the end of this life? Hmm? Does eternal life exist? It does. Oh, hallelujah. It does. And that being the case, this life is the shortest thing we will ever do. This is the briefest experience. Even if you live a hundred years plus, uh, it's going to come and go like that, like a flash. Uh, even unbelievers that study the universe, they believe that these things uh, that we see have existed for vast amounts of time. And this uh, correlates with the scripture. The Bible said with God, a millennia is like a day. That's how he perceives the passage of time, and that's the correct way. So, I mean, if you live a hundred plus years, that's a tenth of a thousand. That's a tenth of a day. That's like living two and a half hours. God time. A hundred year lifespan with God would be like a couple of hours. And if you're already 50, you got an hour left. God time. <laughs> now you're laughing, but this is, this is reality. People that study the stars and the cosmos and these things, even the, the age of the earth. I mean, God has been around a long, long, long time. And he is so mighty and he is so powerful and eternal life exists. Hallelujah. Eternal life 
is real. Now, that being the case, that ought to be very high on your list of things to do in this life is to get this eternal life, right? So that you don't perish and to, to help your children, guide them to it, and your grandchildren, because everything else is going to pale by comparison to having or not having eternal life. All the money you made, who knew you, the stuff you had, your athletic accomplishments, your business accomplishments. Who's going to know or care 10,000 years from now? Huh? I'm not saying that they have no significance, but compared to eternity, it's pretty small stuff. Right? But if you're still around and still going, you've got the main thing. Go to 1 John, please. 1 John. And I know, I know we got our children with us today. They don't bother me at all, okay? Huh? Don't you, don't you be concerned about that. If they make a little noise, that's fine. This is, this is a special day, children's day. 1 John 5 and 4. 1 John 5 and 4. It says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Keep reading. Uh, Who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now skip down to verse uh, 9. If we receive the witness of men... The witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. Uh, The scripture says in Romans 8, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Believers are not left at the mercy of of some intellect's speculation. We have experience. I said experience. Every born-again man or woman has tasted of the Lord and know that He is good from personal experience. you got the witness in yourself. And that's one of the most powerful things in your life in being a witness. Don't get drawn in to fruitless intellectual bannering and arguing and all that kind of stuff. It's like somebody come trying to come tell you that there's no water in the pool. There's no water in there. That's all been gone a long time ago. There's no water. Water doesn't exist. There's no water in the pool. And you're doing the backstroke. You are wet. Who can convince you there's no water in the pool when you are wet? Huh? And you can't convince us that there is no God because we are wet with the experience, personal experience 
of him. And the more you believe and the more you draw near to him, the more he draws near to you, the more real he manifests in your life. Jesus said this in John 14. He said, if you believe on me and and you obey my commands, he he said, I will manifest myself to you. Woo, don't you like that? I will manifest. That means I, I will show myself. I will reveal myself to you. Now, if you don't believe in God, if you mock him, if you scoff and ridicule, to you, it'll be like there is no God. To you, it'll be like God doesn't exist. And it won't be because he doesn't. It's because you're refusing to believe and receive. Notice, keep, keep reading this. It says, he that believes on the Son has the witness in himself. But he that believes not God has made, or we would say called him, a liar. Unbelievers are calling the Father a liar. Because he, uh, because he believes not the record that God gave of his son. Uh, you remember on one occasion, you know, when Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan and he came up and the spirit of God came down on him and the father spoke from heaven audibly. People around there heard it. He said, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. God the Father gave us his son. To reject this gift. Is the sin that sends you to hell. It is the greatest insult to your creator that you can exhibit. And millions are doing it. It's one of the saddest things in this life. Millions. Blaspheme him, mock him, and they don't realize they're only here for another hour or so. And they're gone. And all their intellectualism and everything's going to be out the window when they draw their last breath. And they slip into eternity and they realize these things are true that we're talking about. It won't matter what they believed all their life. They'll find out what really is. And what many have not understood, I know much of it's through ignorance and darkness, but to say there is no Jesus, there is no salvation to make fun of it, is to personally call God a liar, is to personally insult him and reject and refuse his gift. I'm so thankful the Lord has allowed me to see and know the truth, and I have received the gift, and I honor the gift. And I call, I say, yea, let God be true, and every man a liar. Is that right? But what he said is true. And when he said, this is my beloved son, he is the only way, he is the gift of eternal life, I respect that. How many would raise a hand and say, I respect that? I respect what God the Creator, the Father, has said concerning His Son. And as far as we know, the Father never gave a greater gift. This is the greatest gift the mighty Creator has ever given. His Son. Everybody say, a child is born. A A son is given. 
He gave us His Son. He gave us His Son. And if people willingly reject this and mock and scoff and blaspheme, then their perishing is on their own heads. God didn't reject it, make them reject it. They decided to. No matter how wonderful a gift is, you won't enjoy it unless you receive it. Come on, can you see this? You, you will never enjoy a gift you didn't receive. And this is the issue with those who are lost. People say, well, if Jesus paid, really paid the price for all the sins of the world, then won't everybody be saved? No. Because not everybody will receive this gift. And if you don't receive this gift, we've already seen, you're lost. Keep reading this passage here. He that believes on the Son, verse 10, has the witness in himself. Anybody in here got a witness that you are born again? That you are a child of God? That he has received you? You received him? He's received you? Is your name really written in the Lamb's book of life? Is it, is it really? Do you really have eternal life right now? Right now? That even though your body is aging and the Lord tells you it's coming, your body will die, yet you won't die. I said you won't die. In fact, you won't ever die. Is it true? Say it out loud. I have Jesus. I have eternal life. I will never die. I will never I will never die. You say, well, I don't, I don't believe all that. I feel sorry for you. Because the fa- you know what the Father is doing? With all these, what, seven and a half billion people on the planet right now? What he's doing all the time? He's going, receiving. Don't die. Don't perish. Don't be lost. Don't be lost with the devil and his crowd. Receive my son. It's the greatest gift I've ever given. Receive him. Receive him. This is going on 24-7. Everywhere, in every language, every culture, all the time. And it is pitiful that millions are saying, no, I don't believe it. No, I don't want it. No. They're rejecting the most precious gift. They're saying no to eternal life. Such ignorance, such confusion, defiance, rebellion, a lot of wrong things. You should be so happy. You should be so glad that by the mercy of God, you're not in darkness doing that today. Here you are in church. Hallelujah. Enjoying yourself. Amen. Is that right? Watching these beautiful young spirits 
tell you about the greatest gift that's ever begun. I mean, this is a taste of heaven on earth. It is. In all the ugliness and darkness and cruelty that's going on on the planet, here you are, sitting up in air-conditioned comfort. Is that right? Here you are, saved. Here you are. Somebody say, saved, 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 saved. And we, we, we want to be one with our Father. Everywhere we go, everything we do, we're looking for opportunities going, receive Him. Receive, oh, you got to receive Him. You need to receive Him. Rece- no charge, just receive the gift. Free gift. In the book of Romans, the, the reference is made to Jesus repeatedly, the free gift. The free gift. Everybody say free gift. Free gift. What does that mean? No strings. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to pay for anything. All you got to do is receive. Somebody say receive. Receive him. Receive him. That's all you got to do. Keep reading this passage. It says, verse 11, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. And nowhere else. I mean nowhere else. No other religion. Sometimes people say, well, you know, there are many ways that lead to God. And we're all believing in the same God just in our own way. And we're all on our path. Lies. Lies. That can't be true and the Bible be true. They are completely contradictory on those points. Absolutely not true. This life is, where can you get it? Where can your children get it? Where can your grandchildren get it? In His Son, the gift. Is that right? The child was born. That was the body. That was the sacrifice. But the Son was given. And in the Son is life. Eternal life. Hallelujah. And when you're born again, when you receive him, then you are in him now and he is in you, which is why eternal life is in you. Because he is in you. Oh, glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Verse 13. He said, these things have I written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know. That you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Go to 2 Corinthians, please. I'm, I'm almost done. 2 Corinthians 9. Is this important? It doesn't get any more important than this. Jesus said, uh, you're going to 2 Corinthians 9. I'm going to read something to you on the way. (laughs) Freebie, extra. Uh, Put it up on the screen for us. John 11, 25. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. There's nobody else. Nobody else can say that. All these other religions, 
You can go visit the tombs of their founders. And bones are in there. You can't find the bones of our Jesus. And you never will. No, no, no. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he said, you know, and, and, and Mary was there and others. He said, do you believe this? And that's the big question to the whole world. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord. How many know? Uh, bingo. Correct answer. Lights go off. Do you believe this? I'm asking you, do you believe this? Yes, Lord. Everybody watching by internet, do you believe this? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ. You are the Son of God which should come into the world. Hallelujah. There'll never be a bigger question in your life or in the life of your children, your grandchildren. Every other decision they make pales in comparison to this because this is eternal life or not. And this life's soon going to be over. This world's a dangerous place. Isn't it? I mean, we've seen with all the COVID stuff and with all the crime stuff and everything else. They tell us that every second, two more people die somewhere on the planet. Some 160,000 people will die on the planet and leave here today, 24 hours. 160,000. That's every day. Two more. Two more. Two more. Two more. This world is too dangerous of a place to live in without Jesus. Right? And don't you be thinking, well, you know, maybe later I'll get sick. You may not have later. You're not guaranteed later. You're not guaranteed till, till midnight. How many understand you need to live ready to go? At any moment, at any time, why? How's the only way you can be ready to go? What's the only way you can be delivered from the tormenting fear of death? Only one way. Receive the gift. Oh, somebody say receive the gift. Receive. What gift? A son is given. Receive the gift of the Son of God. Born without an earthly father. Born in, 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 laid in a manger. And then a few years later hung on a tree. And raised from the dead. Proving and demonstrating the power over death. The power of an endless life. He said, if you live and believe in me, you will never die. Now, in 2 Corinthians, this, uh, every time I think about gift giving, Christmas, you know, I don't think we know the exact day and time when the child was born. 
25th December, I wouldn't put much stock in that. And the Lord did not command us, observe a day every year. That's men's tradition. And it has become so commercialized. And many, many people, Christ is completely, is nowhere to be found, I should say, in their Christmas. No mention, no reference, anything. Is it good to give honor and respect the giving of the gift? Yeah. But not just one day a year. Right? Is it appropriate to give gifts to each other? Yeah. What would it be in demonstration of? The greatest gift. Is that right? That's ever been given to us. But you don't get so caught up in the rushing and the shopping and the wrapping and the giving that you forget the big gift. Right? The big gift. And he said in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, 2 Corinthians 9, 15, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift, talking about Jesus. Listen to what the uh, Amplified says. I, I like the Amplified on this. Now, thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. And I think the, the, the scholars of the Amplified really got it on this one. Uh, because that, what does it mean, unspeakable? It means it's, it's inexpressible in articulate speech. Thanks be to, read this out loud and, and, and let your heart agree with it. Say, thanks be to God, be to God. For, his gift. for His gift. What's the gift? Come on, help, help me out. His Son and, and eternal life is in His Son. So when you receive the Son, you get the eternal life. Amen. Thanks be to God for His gift, said out loud, precious beyond telling. His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. Free gift. Hallelujah. The Living Bible just simply says, thank God for His Son. His gift too wonderful for words. Too wonderful for words. Hallelujah. And we're just barely beginning to find out what he gave us. We're just barely scratching the surface, beginning to find. The Bible said in Ephesians, throughout the ages to come, he's going to show us the richest of his grace. Grace means gift. Everything about grace is a gift. Free gift. Stand on your feet, everybody. How many think that if if, if someone's in the building today or, or if somebody's watching online or, or in Branson, how many think they should receive the gift? Amen. Huh? That's a little weak. How many? How many really think? I mean, really, really think they should receive the gift. Jesus said, "Unless you become converted, changed, and become like a little child, you won't enter in to the kingdom and 
the things of God. Uh, we're coming up on uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. One of the qualities about a child is they haven't learned all this false humility junk. You don't see little ones. I'm talking about little ones like, you know, like these little sheep we saw coming through and, and these other ones. <laughs> Are they cute or what? And you, you don't see any of them come down Christmas Eve or Christmas morning and, and presents under the tree and, and, and they say, that, that big present right there with the red, red bow, that's for you. you. You'll never see them go, oh, I'm unworthy. Oh, I, no, I, I can't. I just can't. In the time it took me to say all that, the paper is off. The, is that right? The box is open. Why? Because little children are good receivers. Good receivers. You say, here, take this, receive this, and before you can finish the sentence, they got it. They got their hand on the other end. Is that right? Popsicle, food, gift, you name it. Receive this. Oh, yeah, they got it. And unless we become like little children in receiving from God, acknowledging how big he is, how great he is, how great his gift is, quit talking about I don't deserve it. He knows that. That's why Jesus had to come. Quit talking about I I can't pay it back. He didn't ask you to pay it back. It's a free gift. All he asked you to do was receive the gift. Everybody, because we don't know who's in the house or who's watching, who's watching online. Everybody said out loud, affirm or reaffirm your faith. Say, Father God, I do believe in you. I do believe in your son, Jesus, and that you did give him. And you gave him to save the whole world, to save me. And you did raise him from the dead, demonstrating eternal life. I receive your gift, the gift of your son, and the salvation, and forgiveness, and eternal life that is in him. I receive this gift too wonderful for words. And Jesus, I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. And as you help me, I will follow you. I will stay with you all my days and into eternity. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands. Lift your voices.